We believe that you are strong by design, and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hello, what's up, Kimo Sabes? That, that means friends, <laughs> according to our guest, Coach Chris Wilson, informed me of that yesterday, Kimo Sabe. That just means friend. It's from the Lone Ranger, and I'm Mike Westerdahl. I'm your host of the Strong by Design podcast. Now, today, we're going to talk to you about the seven steps to reaching your first 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Chris works here at Critical Bench. He's one of my best friends, and he also runs our entire YouTube department. Um, our channel at youtube.com slash critical bench. We've reached, um, what, 100 million views now, and we're getting close to a million subs, but not quite there. See, when this episode comes out, we might be around 700 or 750,000 subs. So the channel. He's got a lot of experience with it, and he's here today to share some of his best nuggets on getting started with your own YouTube channel if you don't have one, or if you just have a few thousand subs and you're just kind of stuck and not sure what to do. He's sharing seven of his best tips. So thanks for being here, Chris. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Our offices are, are right next to each other, so it was hard for me to uh, to get out of this one. But I really, I actually, I can't believe after all these years, I still get excited talking about something that I, you know, do every day. Um, and then I'm still, when I wake up in the morning, one of the first things I do is I, I'll go on and I'll see what our channel's doing. Um, it's fun. It's like, it's, it's like a baby for me. You know, it's like, I've been taking Wait, care of babies, this thing. Babies are fun. Babies are fun. There's, you know, you get the dirty diapers and you got the, you know, you got the, 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 the issues there that you got to deal with and waking up at, in the middle of the night. But you know, Something like this, uh, when somebody takes on a YouTube channel, they want to start creating video content for the world to see, right? Public uh, co uh, consumption. Uh, they're putting themselves out there, you know. So you get that's the first thing you got to be prepared to to do is is to be okay with people, uh, uh, you know, seeing you and com being able to comment. And uh, you be you have to start to have a little bit of a thick skin. I think that was one of my first hurdles when I was making video content because I was so bad at making videos in the beginning that uh, I had to get used to that that kind of uh, feedback. Sure. So, how's the channel doing now? How many videos do we have? We have well over three thousand videos. We actually have two channels. We have a, a main channel, which is. Like you said, just about to hit 700,000 subs. By the time this releases, it will be over that. Uh, we are at a, 100 million views on our main channel. And uh, our, we started a second channel way back when, and it sat kind of dormant for a while. And then we realized, uh, because we were just using it when we needed to, based on work projects and stuff, that we should also give this other channel some love. So we've been putting a lot of uh, new content on this, uh, the Critical uh, critical Bench Compound channel as well, which is no slouch. That's, you know, 30-something thousand uh, subs and almost 7 million views on that secondary channel. All so right, so those, those numbers can seem a little um, intimidating for people yes. starting out, but it wasn't always like that. Let's, mm. let's go back. Let's go back. 
what, seven years ago? Or how long has it been since you first started here? Yeah, seven and a half years. Seven and a half years ago, we had a YouTube channel, I think. Now we can see videos on the channel. If you go to the videos page and search oldest, videos that are, what, 11 years old, some yes. of them? Yeah, mm -hmm. so we've got... That's when the channel first started, and that's before you were even here, and that was just putting up like some powerlifting meat highlight videos and just kind of editing them myself and doing stuff. Then when you came on board as a content guy, then you took over putting up content on YouTube. So what was it like back then when you first started? I actually remember your, one of your first videos. I yeah. sent it to some of our high school buddies, and I thought, like compared to me, you did a really good job, but... They were like, man, he was nervous in that video. That was like the first video. Yeah. But what was it like back in the day compared to now? Now we have a video crew. We bring in, you know, guest experts. We have a batched film day every week. It's a pretty big production now. But go take us back. How did it all start? That's right. Well, one of my first things, uh, uh, tasks or, or you know, uh, main goals in my job description was to create video content and upload a video every day on our YouTube channel to help it grow. And so it was, I was kind of a one man show. I had a tripod. I had a little Sony HD camera, a little, little, yeah. And the, and, and the, the tones meister tones McGones, Mr. Anthony Alione, uh, was, uh, kind of my partner in crime. We actually split time on the channel. Uh, sometimes we've, we, recorded together, but oftentimes it was just me by myself or him by himself. We'd go down to this uh, facility that was actually a neighboring building to where we were, where our offices were, and we had access to this 24-hour facility, the Zoo Health Club, and we had a good relationship with the owner, and we, he allowed us to use his facility to record it. So I would just go down there and spend several hours with an agenda that was kind of created maybe that, that day, that morning. I go down there and I make a batch of videos, four, five, six videos, whatever it was. And those first several months, uh, I, you know, there was a lot of bad videos made. Uh, let's just say it. Uh, your, your first stuff, that's the, you know, the thing you have to get over is that you're not going to be great on day one, just like anything you do in, in life uh, that we've learned from being children. You know, you're not great at something the first time you do it. But you get good when you're uh, consistent with it and when you are uh, determined. And so over time, probably after I got that first hundred or so videos kind of out of the way, I would say, then I was starting to maybe hit my stride a little bit well, better. Well, it was a one-man show, though. I mean, it, it really was. It, what kind of camera was it back then? Yeah, it was that little handheld Sony HD camera. had the little flip-out uh, you know, screen on it and stuff, and, and it didn't even so have... probably like a $200 yeah, camera couple. sitting on a tripod. Yes. And you would just set that up. It'd be one stationary shot yeah. in place, just... Right on you. You talk a little and show, show no, some yeah. exercises. No micro. The microphone from yeah. the camera was your mic. So, you know, it had that kind of poor acoustic, poor audio quality. Uh, I tried to stay within a certain distance of the camera, but it was pretty much because I was doing exercise. I had to be able to get my whole body in the shot. Sure. And then you have the acoustics of like the big gym. So, that, that, so that sound was wasn't the great. There yep. was one camera angle. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even as... You know, now we even have some 4K and stuff, so yeah. not as good video quality. Right. But you know, the, the content was still good. And as you, you're a people person. You like talking to people. I think you're more comfortable than a lot of people would be 
right away on camera. So yeah. you had that going for you. Yeah. But it was definitely just a camera, tripod, you by yourself, no fancy equipment, anything. Yeah. And that's kind of how it got started. Yeah. Then over time, you know, you got you got Brian Klepacki started helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Then I don't know when we started using like videographers to make products. So we'd bring in like a professional that had the really expensive, nice cameras and yeah. just pay them hourly. Well, actually, one of my, not too many months in, remember we, we started making the Fix My Back Pain program and we had Nate Lippy come in, who was a real, you know, kind of, as far as I was concerned, pretty high level guy, very capable, made really good quality stuff, but that was for a product that wasn't, sure. and I wasn't really, I was in some of the, some of the stuff, but that was with our, uh, our partner, Rick Kasselge. But, um, I got to see how he did things. It was actually a really good learning experience for me to see a guy who really know, knew his way around a camera, how to do things, how to set shots up. So that was actually really helpful for sure. me to, to learn from that. And I would encourage anyone who is newer you know, see see how other people do it. Um, you know, the other thing you have to get over too is most times you're filming in public places. You're, it's not just you, maybe in your at your home or in your home gym. You have to get used to be able to you know make a video in a public arena when there's other people walking around who are probably what, looking at you or watching you or listening to you in some way, and you kind of have to just block that out. And just focus on yeah, what you're doing. Treadmills in the background. You yeah. couldn't totally control the environment. Right. I think it'd be better if you can control it. Do it sure. from home or in your own garage where you can get rid of background noise and people talking and around. But I, th- I think the point of how it started was you were a one man show doing everything. Yeah. If you fast forward to today, we've got a video guy whose only job is filming. Then there could be a different guy who edits the videos. Yeah. Um, there's people planning the content for the day, and then there's actual experts that are the coaches that teach the stuff. It's all different jobs. Right. You know, then there's a different person that does the actual YouTube management and uploading. I mean, this can become a beast yes. of a thing, but yeah. it can also be something that one person does for fun. But my daughter, she was actually she's only nine years old, and she was interested in like wanting a YouTube channel because the kids they love YouTube. They watch all these families and they think it's like a pretty easy thing and a fun thing, but there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. As most of you know, that have this making the actual video, that's kind of the fun part, but figuring out the camera and being good at the camera, editing the stuff, figuring out all the uploads and descriptions and tagging and linking and all the software part of it. Like that's way more time consuming than actually actually recording the video mm-hmm. so but you can start that way our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast and if you're enjoying today's show please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message and please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. So why don't we get into some of the some of the tips, some of the seven steps or keys that you wanted to share? What's yeah. the number one thing you think people need to do to succeed on yeah. YouTube? Yeah, and this the number one thing. I, I made it number one because it's it's so simple, but it's it it is the most important thing. It's being consistent with your content. So uploading 
content on a regular basis, a regular schedule, following a, a, a designed schedule. So that could be one day a week, a Monday every week, or a Monday and a, and a Saturday every week. Whatever that is, based on how much content you're making, stick to that, be consistent with that, and also even the time of day matters. Because what happens is, I think, you know, YouTube is pretty smart. It's it's a Google uh, platform. They have algorithms and things built in there, and and they they look at like a serious video creator. If you're serious, you have a schedule that you stick to. That your upload time is you know very much the same week in week out, month in month out, and over time that builds you know authority and credibility. And and what it does is it 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 helps you just in those uh, other metrics like, you know, outranking somebody uh, who's just a, a, a one and done, a flash in the pan. It's like a one hit wonder. You make one video, even if it does well, but then if you don't release any more content and release another video, you have no momentum whatsoever. But if you're constantly, and, and what this also does, this consistent upload is it's forcing you to make a lot of content uh, early on in your YouTube, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, in your YouTube uh, experience or in your YouTube uh, venture. And what that's going to do is fast forward your way to making better videos. So the more stuff you can make early, the better off you're going to be 90 days, uh, six months down the line. Because you've now built up a confidence and, and a video presence, a camera presence that you probably didn't have on day one. Like I said, I Mike w- would go back and watch some of these videos and be like, that's not really you. That's like a version of you. I can tell you're not comfortable. The way you're talking or your mannerisms just aren't quite what they could be. You know, it's almost like I was, I was almost trying to do it in a scripted way manner or in a script. I was trying to say the right words the right way and what you have to get over is 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 that scripted kind of f- fake version of you I guess if you if you will and be a little bit more authentic be real and really talk to the person on the other side of the camera yeah and I think also your your listeners or your viewers they come to expect when your videos are coming out so they're looking for them yeah. so let's say it's every Monday at noon then every monday at lunch break they're kind of looking for that new video to come and they get used to it it's like in the old days when a certain show would be on tv at a certain time people tune in and look for the new episode that'll happen with your subscribers too so helps with the algorithm but it helps with your subscribers as well and like you said gets you into that rhythm but let's say you have two a week you don't want to spend that whole day making editing and uploading that video on that day and then doing the same thing on like thursday you got to have a batch day where you work on your YouTube stuff. Maybe one of the days per week is always your filming day, and you might film some extra stuff, so you have some things for the next two weeks. Right. And then you have a different day if you're doing the editing. I mean, uh, there's tons of software and stuff that I forget one I used years ago. Everybody uses Adobe now. It's a little 
you know, you're gonna have to learn how to use the editing software or you're gonna have to hire somebody, which is a little expensive when you're starting out, but then have a different day for editing and stuff and getting everything finalized or reviewing things if you have an editor doing it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then have another day where you do your actual uploading and all that stuff. It might be the days that it goes live. Mm. But you want to get this stuff ready ahead of time, not work on it each day that it needs to go up. Yeah, you don't want to be the person that's making video content for the, like, the day that you want it to go live, where you're like making it, editing it, uploading it, just trying to get it all done in one day and put it up. You really want to have thing, things structured, have like a, a plan, have a, an agenda you know, that you're sticking to a day of the week when you do this, a day of the week when you do that. And the, the sooner you can make that part of your, uh, your routine, the, the better you're going to be. You're just going to fast forward your way to, to, and also you're talking about weekly consistency, but just long-term consistency. Mm -hmm. People give up on this because it's a ton of work. Yes. I mean, we did seven years of a a video per day for seven years. It sounds absolutely nuts, but now things are coasting. They're growing on their own. It'd be hard to stop this train now, Right. but it took a a lot of consistency in a lot of years. That's not the sexy thing that everybody wants to hear, but it's just like health and fitness or anything else you get good at. You got to put in the time and I'm telling you other people are going to drop off. They're going to stop. They're going to do it for a few months. So if, if you can even just make a goal of like staying on this schedule for a year or two, you're going to get excited by some of the growth and changes you see and it'll be easier to stick with it. But most people, they're going to do this for a couple months. Something's going to happen. They're going to go on vacation. They're going to get busy and then it's just kind of over. Mm-hmm. So if you keep this consistency, it's it's more than that weekly consistency. Keep with this for the long term, and that, that's where the magic is. Yeah, It's really hard to just blow this up without paid advertising. Unless you pay to advertise your videos, it's really hard, it's really hard to, uh, to get anywhere without the long-term consistency. Yeah, it, it, it is. And um, well, well, there's so many, much I can say, but I, I'll, I'll wait because I know we got some good stuff. You got some questions here for me. So we'll, well, we'll that was just that in. was step number one. Step yeah. number two, yeah. you're, you're talking about knowing your audience and your why. Talk about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, of course. When you start a YouTube channel, or you know, you want to have a platform, you gotta first know like what's your what's your reason for for creating this. What type of content are you really wanting to make? Uh, what are you gonna? What subject matter? Uh, are you going to be an authority in? And I think you got to be kind of clear on that rather than being really like, well, not, I'm not sure. I just, I know I wa- I'm good on video. I got a lot of personality. I could talk about a hundred million things. That's fine. But the best thing you can do is, is really be a little bit more clear on uh, what it is in particular when it comes to a topic that you want to kind of stick to and be known for and make a lot of content for that so that you can move ahead of other people in that same niche or category. So you, if you want to be discovered and grow and get the views and get the subs, you got to be recognized as somebody that really knows that topic or knows that subject matter or is just really good at this, that, or the other. And then, of course, you get the perfect storm type people that are just really good at, a, at several different things. So it's like everything they make is like gold but those are anomalies thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast this episode is brought to you by unlockmyglutes.com 
Find out why everything you know about training your body's largest muscle for greater shape, firmness, strength, and long-term health is wrong. Visit unlockmyglutes.com for the number one exercise to develop a rounder, stronger butt. That's unlockmyglutes.com. And you got to get over um, someone else crowning you the expert. Like getting a degree or having some experts put you on a council and say that you are worthy of speaking on this topic. It's really easy when you first get started to think, who am I to be like teaching about this or doing this? I remember the website starting called Critical Bench was all about bench pressing. And I knew there were guys out there that could bench press more than me that were, you know, power lifters making money doing this. Like, who am I to be teaching people how to bench press? But, you know, the, the very top experts, I mean, when you make enough of these videos and you put in the hours and you're learning and you're teaching about this, you are an expert. It just takes a certain amount of time. And if I don't know what the exact uh, stat is on it, but if you've read X amount of books and spent a certain number of hours on something and created a bunch of videos and written articles and things on it, like you are an expert. You don't need someone to, to tell you that. That's right. Just put the time in. If you're good at it and you're passionate about it, because if you don't love this and you're just picking like a niche or something, you're not going to be able to stick with that. So it's got to be something you're excited about that you can keep talking about because you're going to be talking about a lot of the same stuff in a lot of different ways. That's right. So. It is. It's the 10,000-hour rule is what you're, yeah, what you're saying. Right. You're an expert if you've devoted 10,000 hours to something. Um, you just you just are, whether you have a, a credential after your name or not. You know, I had worked and, and trained people for like 15 years coming into critical bench, I had put my 10,000 hours in. I knew fitness and strength and health. And Mike knew that and knew I could provide a lot of great content. I had to get over the fact that like people are going to look at me as like some type of health advisor or expert or strength guy. And I have to, you know, I have to believe in myself first. If I'm going to, you know, reach one person or really impact somebody, I got to, I got to really trust that what I'm saying, uh, to the best of my knowledge is, is, is the truth. The other side of, of knowing your, your why is knowing your audience, know who you're talking to. You know, you're going to, you know, are you trying to talk to a 20-something, a, a, a guy, a girl? Are you trying to talk to somebody who's uh, really into uh, their physique or really into uh, their health or really into whatever genre it is, you know, music or dance or, you know, something artsy? Uh, you got to know who you're trying to reach. And you got to remember that you're speaking to one person on the other side of the camera. You're not talking to a room filled with hundreds or thousands of people. You got to talk to one person. That's the one thing I remember learning early on is someone said, just talk to one person, you know, try to eliminate words like, Hey guys, try to say like, Hey, just say, Hey, or how are you? Or, you know, talk like you're having a conversation with someone because someone is on the other end of that with their phone in their hand, watching that video by themselves. They're not sitting in a, in a group of people watching it. They're by themselves. So speak like you're speaking to that one other person and know kind of what they want to hear from you. That reminds me too, for, for most of these categories, the majority of people interested in it are beginners. Now, by the time you've put in your 10,000 hours and you're an expert and you know so much about this, 
let's use health and fitness as an example. We'd love to get into the advanced stuff, the the unique things, the things not everybody knows about, because that's what's cool to us because we've been doing this for so long. But the majority of people watching this stuff are like, I'm just starting out. I haven't done this in a long time. I really don't know what to do. I don't know the muscles. Can you show me like an easier workout for someone who's out of shape? Like that's the majority of people are the beginners. So it doesn't mean you can't make advanced things or expert things for for people. You can still make those, but the majority of your people are just going to want the basic beginner stuff. Before we recorded this episode, we could have gone a few different ways with this, and we'll still make the other ones. But we're like, you know, we think most people, a big achievement is to get to, to 10,000 subs. We're like, another milestone is 100,000 and then a million. But how many people listening right now are at a million? It might be like one or two, where there could be a few thousand that are just starting their channel and wondering what they need to do next right. or interested in it. Yeah. There's a lot of people interested. There's a lot of beginners. There's not a lot of people that take it to that whole next level. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. And all our best stuff, <clears throat> pardon me, if, if you look at our channel and you look at our top 25, 50 videos, most of those are speaking to the beginner, speaking to the person just starting out who just needs to know the basics, the foundations to things. And the simpler you can make things, the better off they are. Like Mike is is really good. What's his one, one of his best skills? One of his best skills is taking a very complicated thing and simplifying it so that he can then bring that back to kind of the general person, the general population in a, in a way that's very um, easy to understand. So that's because I'm not that smart. So if right. I don't understand it, I make somebody re-explain it, and I'm right. like, once I get it, I know everybody else right. can get I'll it. Just, right. <laughs> This is exactly right. So it's a good skill to have. You're not supposed to agree with that one. I'm oh, just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Step number three. Let's move on. All right. What about a, uh, it's called a CTA. Talk about that. Yeah. What do you want people to do when they watch your video? That's Why are right. you making the video? Right. Are you just a, <clears throat> a really nice video creator that just wants to make a lot of free, amazing content that just goes out into the world to help people? And that's it. And and maybe that's the case. And if so, then that's amazing. Good for you that you have all that free time at your disposal and you're not looking to reap anything in return other than just good favor uh, with the Lord <laughs> for providing amazing free content to help the world. But there needs to be something uh, in it. I say something in it for you, like in terms of you want the person on the other end to take action in some way. You want them to maybe go somewhere, to uh, a website, to maybe uh, something free that you've made where the, on, on the other end you're able to collect an email or you're able to drive traffic to uh, a, a, a page where there's something that they can purchase. Uh, maybe there's a store. Maybe you like to sell clothing or, or gear of some kind with your logo on it. Uh, and you want to drive eyes to that platform. So you want to always have that in mind with every video that you make. You want to have in mind, where do I want to take this customer besides giving them really good free stuff uh, or you know free content in this video, helping them out with something in, in the exercise. Obviously, I'm going to speak from exercise because that's we're, we're a strength and health uh, business, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
do a 10-minute video on this particular topic. I'm going to really put out some good information for people to help them. But what else, what other action do I want from this customer? Where do I want them to go? And so there's a lot of ways in YouTube built in that you can use. Well, before we get into that, I think what what you're speaking on is monetizing this. Sure, It costs some money. It costs your time to do this. How how is it going to get monetized? How are you going to make money off YouTube? And I think there's two ways to go about it. One is, like you said, just put out a lot of great video, a lot of content, help a lot of people. And then what happens is these ads show up on the videos automatically. You just, when you upload, you click a button saying, okay, you can show the ads. And those are Google AdSense partners. And those ads show up in your video. The more people watch your videos, the more ads show. And it's basically a rev share between YouTube and you, the content provider or publisher. So that's what most people think. If I can just make a cool viral video, something that just goes crazy and gets millions of views, and I'm going to be raking in the money off just these ads. Now, there are people making money off that. I will say that YouTube has gotten a lot uh, more competitive. It's definitely harder. Um, But if you compare it to other social media platforms, it is so hard on Instagram or or other Facebook um, to make a viral video that just goes crazy crazy. It's like to get the reach and to even reach your own fans on Facebook and Instagram, you have to pay money. You got to pay money for the thing to to get a lot of traction, engagement, and get out there. Right. It's like a really difficult to get a natural organic viral video. I'll tell you, YouTube is one of the last platforms that still can get organic growth. That yeah. means something that can grow without you having to advertise it. Mm -hmm. These other ones, you're stuck. You're really not going to go anywhere. You could put in years of work and it's going to be tiny little gains, if any. And um, so with YouTube, like how much money can you make with this ad stuff? And it's against their policies to talk about exact payments and things like that. But I'll tell you, it's going to take a long, long time to not make that much money. These ads... It's going to give you some passive income maybe. It's going to supplement like your job. It's going to be nice, but it's not going to be something where you're a millionaire and you're like, quit your job. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. In years in, you could be hopeful to maybe be out of the hundreds into the thousands. Sure. Like low thousands. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't and we don't want to get into the two specifics, specific, but, but around there, it's going to take a long time. Yes. But, I mean, that's one way and it's helpful. But I really don't suggest that to be your goal. Instead, the other way, what you're talking about, where should you send people? This is if you're doing this as a business and you'd like to, you know, offer something else. You can be an affiliate and you can sell other people's things and get a commission. You can sell stuff from a t-shirt store, which a lot of YouTubers do. Or you can start an email list by giving away something for free and people put their email in to get the free gift. And then with that email list, you can offer them other things that you sell. So the end of the video, like you're talking about the CTA, that's your call to action. What do you want them to do 
and this is the way I, I more recommend it. You know, get get your practice in, get your videos up, get some experience. But eventually, what what's your business right. that complements this? What else are you going to sell? What else can you offer? And if you already have a business, you already have things to sell. So the video needs to kind of direct people towards those things. Every video, you want to educate, entertain, and sell. So when doing those things, then just keep going with what you were saying. There's different ways that you can send people that YouTube yeah. kind of gives you a call to action abilities. Yeah, so many different ways to do it. And, um, you know, really what you want to do is before any video you make, you want to know what, what's, my ac- what's my call to action for, for the audience in this one video. And you want to be, be clear on that and you want to be able to weave that topic or that call to action into the video in a very real way, a very uh, way that flows nicely. So you want that to, to be brought up in the earlier part of the video and again again at the towards the end of the video. And the reason I say you want to do it in both places because viewership goes down dramatically in the first half a minute, dramatically. You've already lost 50% of your audience in the first 30 seconds. So not only do you first have to figure out how do I get these people past that that beginning point, which we'll get to, but I got to place this first call to action early on in my video so that they know there's something either free for them or they, they know there's somewhere else that they can go if they're interested in, in buying something that maybe they're learning about or finding out about in the video. And then you confirm that again at the end. And I, I always like close-up tight shots on your face, so whenever possible. So um, try, to, try to, to lean in, get in close to that camera. Don't be too far away. Connect with people with close, tight shots when you're asking something of them. It, it'll go over much, much better. So those first few minutes, two, it could be one, in the first you know, one to three minute uh, space of a video is when you probably want to touch on maybe your, your, your call to action. If it's a very beefy, long video, over 20 minutes, uh, 30 minutes in length, then maybe you could go a little deeper with it. Depends on what your average view is. Uh, duration is on your channel or in your video content. If you have a really good average view duration, then you can maybe stretch it out. Well, it is a good average view duration. Sure. It it depends, I would say, certainly on the creator. Um, For a long time, because we made so many four, five, six-minute videos, our average view duration hovered between two and three minutes. Well, that was just based on the fact that we didn't make a lot of over 10-minute video content. Our average view duration has you know, gotten bigger over over time, but then when you start doing advertised videos, it it, it can it can kind of mess. Is with there those like an figures. industry standard for it, or are we just comparing there, to ourselves? I'm just comparing it to ourselves. Uh, I'd say people who make a lot of longer video content, or are um, maybe even have like a, a celebrity type following. Uh, they might have a longer view duration because people just will stick yeah. through to like the Ted, end. Like TED Talks or something. Right. So watch TED Talks, you know, they're going to want to watch that whole half hour. Uh, so they, they might have a 20-minute average view duration. Um, so what do you recommend then for people getting started? What, How long should their videos be? Should there be a variety or is there a certain yeah. length you recommend or a minimum? I think a variety is good, uh, but I do feel like longer is, is always better. Um, so... Don't try to make a bunch of two, three, four-minute videos. I would say have 10 minutes maybe as your goal uh, initially and then go from there. Uh, you might find that you know 10 to 15 is your sweet spot depending on what your content is. 
Uh, I know hours now is more like 10. Uh, but for a while, it was more, like I said, it was more like four or five. And we really wanted to, uh, because of things that we had read and heard and learned, that over 10 minutes is better uh, because they just, I think YouTube kind of rewards the, those longer videos because, you know, you're more of an authority on that topic because you put a little bit more information out there on sure. it. Uh, well, that kind of reminds me of a mistake that leads in into the next point. I remember some of our first videos we made, we used to have a little introduction mm -hmm. clip, yes. kind of like, you know, when you watch a TV show, there's an, there's an intro thing that happens. And that, I think, was like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then there'd be like a 20-second tip, and then there'd be like a 15-second like outro clip. Altogether, the whole video is like a minute, 20 seconds, and there was more intro and outro footage than there was like actual content in the video. I was like, and we didn't even know we were doing it. And you look back like a year later, and you're like, why did we... How could we <laughs> do something like I know. that? But it leads into the next thing. You're talking about the drop-off rate that so many people, the longer they watch, they just drop off. So how do you keep people engaged for those first 20 seconds, which is where most people are going to leave? How do you keep them past the 20 seconds so they start watching longer? Yeah, you got to either shock them or make them laugh or make them curious, uh, fire them up. You have some energy, um, leave them like with question marks, leave them wanting more. It's kind of the first page of a book. When you open up a book, you kind of know pretty quickly those first few paragraphs. Like, am I, am I in, in, in this or, or not, or to kind of disinterested? It's not really, really getting me. Um, you want to get them like into it fast because you got about 20 seconds to like, get their eyes big or to get them thinking or scratching their head or laughing or feeling an emotion of some kind. And we learned that pretty fast that you got to keep that intro clip real brief, like five seconds. Yeah. We're and talking like the, the logo, the logo or like clip, the music yeah. or something. Yes. That's got to be like under five seconds. Yes. There, nobody wants to watch that. Like That's right. just let that skip right by. It's yep. just branding. Yes. You know, and then get right to it. And then you got to remember too, like you mentioned before, it's a lot of new people on your channel. It's not always your same subscribers. When no. we look at our analytics, what is it, like 90% like people that are not subscribers probably finding us through search or discovery mm -hmm. uh, videos. Yes. So they don't know who you are right away. It's like you've made maybe 100 videos or 50 videos or whatever, and you think everybody knows you by now, so mm -hmm. you just, they don't know who you are. It's like someone brand new you're talking to usually. So... Usually, I mean, a pattern interrupt or something's good, like yes. starting with something weird, but don't you usually start by saying your name, some quick credential, and what you're going to show them today? Mm -hmm. The way what we've been doing the last uh, year, if not two years now, is we have like a sound bite, some like a, a one-liner, a phrase, a, a sentence uh, that's, that is, is really quick. It's like three to five seconds. And that's the very first thing that comes. So that's and like a, that's a pattern interrupt. Then. That's a pattern interrupt. So we'll say something, like I said, shocking or funny or interesting. or Counterintuitive. Yeah, motivating, counterintuitive, whatever it is. Really gets like a head scratch or, or, or an eye roll or, or a laugh. And then we go right to our branding. And again, that's only three to five seconds. And then 
and then we get into the video and introduce who we are, where we are, and what we're going to talk about, and get right, try to get yeah, right that's, into that's it. That's like three seconds, yes. five seconds. Tops. It really is. I mean, it's so much can happen. You don't realize so much in fifteen seconds. All everything we've just talked about is done, and within fifteen seconds or less. And then we're already getting to the reason why they clicked on the video, what they saw in the thumbnail, or what they read in the title. And you've got to dive right into that fast, otherwise yeah. you'll lose people. And if you start babbling too much at the beginning yeah. about what you're going to be talking yeah. about, and then people find the spot at like 3 minute and 40 seconds, and they yeah. just post it in the comment. like That's the skip, worst comment in skip, your video. Skip yeah. the whole thing and just go to 3 minutes and 40 seconds. That's yes. when they share the tip. Yeah. It's you like, know what, it's you, like, get to it right away, like what you want to teach. The comments I had to start getting used to, I'm like, why does it keep saying like 2 minutes 26 that's all it says in the comment. That's all it is. 226 or 305 or 147 or whatever. I'm like, what? Are, why are people just putting like marks with timestamps from the video? And I'm like, it occurred to me like, and I would go to that spot and be like, oh, that's when I actually started talking about the, the, <laughs> the content in the video, you know, for the video, cause of the video. All right. So, you know, people are on to you. Your viewers are pretty smart and you got to give them that. You know, get to the meat, get to the, the meat and potatoes as fast as you possibly can, but do it in an exciting, you know, emotionally driven fashion. Like get an emotion from somebody sure. early. So some kind of pattern interrupt, then introduce yourself and what you're going to teach them and then get right to it. Yeah. Short intro clips. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. This episode is brought to you by UnlockMyGlutes.com. Find out why everything you know about training your body's largest muscle for greater shape, firmness, strength, and long-term health is wrong. Visit UnlockMyGlutes.com for the number one exercise to develop a rounder, stronger butt. That's UnlockMyGlutes.com. All right, how do you make your video stand out from everybody else? What are some of the mistakes you see and what can people do to, to stand out or be different? Yeah, don't just rely on YouTube giving, you know, creating your thumbnail for you, which is pretty much what we did, gosh, for my first year, maybe, maybe even more. Um, you just, you know, YouTube gives you like three options for your thumbnail. And sometimes there's, like, there's one that's decent. So you kind of just go with that one. But my, my suggestion is, be very thoughtful when it comes to your thumbnail. That's the window into your video. So your thumbnail should really be the best representation of what you're trying to deliver in your video. And like I said earlier, as close up a, an image of you as possible, um, you know, so they can really see uh, your face or see a, a body part if you're doing like a muscle uh, uh, building video of some kind or you know have it be an image that looks really good not just on your full screen computer but also on your mobile phone make sure that that image really looks good when it's really small and if you put text on your thumbnail make sure it's you know something that you can read. Uh, it's only a few words. It's bright colored. It has strokes, which is like kind of the outlining to your letters, that it pops off whatever the image is at, that's your thumbnail. So I would suggest make your thumbnail. And, you know, this is something that you can play around with, right? And like, you know, Photoshop or, you know, paint or whatever, you know, whatever you're using. Uh, you know, I would mess with the image 
and I do suggest using screenshots whenever possible, which is just a certain part of your video. Maybe, you know, I what I started getting good at was scrolling through my video from start to finish and just kind of put it on pause and then just drag and scroll and find a shot in that video that looked appealing, that looked interesting, that looked cool, that like just like grabbed your attention. And I would use that image from the video as my thumbnail and then you know you can put filters and things on it to make it pop better and then strategically place your text so it fits perfectly into that thumbnail image without blocking what you're trying to show in that picture and then also be mindful of the lower right hand corner you don't want to ever mess with the lower right hand corner why because that's the the time of your video that YouTube puts on all videos uh, they, they, so that lower right-hand corner, don't put anything important because YouTube's going to use that space to show the length of your video. So you got to know a lot of these little things. And that, again, that's the, the reason why people clicked is either they saw an awesome thumbnail that really got their attention and they wanted to know more or they read something in your title that just was like, whoa, I got this is exactly, you know, how to do this or, or what, I can't believe, you know, right. whatever it is. Like they're going to type in the search and then they're going to see a bunch of thumbnails and titles. Right. Some combination of what they, where the ranks, the top few they're going to look at and pick something. The thumbnails are going to have a huge impact on what they click. Same thing in the discovery ad. You're watching one video and then it shows you all these other ones on the side. And which ones stand out? They're the ones that have a thumbnail that just really pops out at you. And what I, like you said, what I started thinking works really well is just finding something strange, something that you can't quite put your finger on what exactly that person is doing. And it's just real curiosity. Like, what in the world? Like, it, the video could be something about why you need to stop stretching. And, it's, and then there's some part of the video where, like, it's a weird-looking stretch that you don't even know what they're doing. But it, it's just a screenshot from like maybe switching positions or something, but it just looks strange. Right. Just use that. And then, you know, for us, we can, I mean, there's still magazines and stuff floating around or things, but headlines and stuff, try this or never do this, you know, things like that are yes. little words. You don't need to write big paragraphs that nobody can read. It's just one or two or three, four things like stop this yes. with like an arrow. Yeah, if you want to know how to create a good uh, title for your video, just every time you're at the grocery store checking out, take note of like the magazines that you see all around you. Just look around. Maybe take even a, take a picture of like the magazine rack or go over to that section in the in the store where they have all the magazines and just like take pictures of some really yeah. popular magazines that are in line with your genre or your, you know, your uh, expertise or your area of content. And that'll help right there yeah. very fast. To help you, you can study uh, competitor channels yes. and see what kind of titles and things they're using. Mm -hmm. um, if you have an email list, what subjects lines did you use that got really good open rates? That could yes. be a great title yep. for a YouTube video. If you're on other social platforms, is there a post that went crazy? What was the what was the headliner title that you used for that? Mm -hmm. So use those same things. Yeah, we started doing that uh, a few years back. Mike would just feed us like, these are some of my best emails over the course of the year. And he would say, make a video for each one of these. And he'd just give us like a list of 20 videos. And we make a video for every one of those with the exact subject matter from his email that performed well. And then sure enough, a bulk of those videos did very well. Yeah, and I mean, if you really don't know exactly, are you running out of creative juice, you've made 
some videos, but you're not sure what to do next. YouTube is just a giant like search engine. Yes. You could type how to like your topic and it's going to give you suggestions and autofill for you what people are typing in. Yep. Like you don't have to guess. You can just type in the word and it's going to tell you the phrase that people are writing. Just make a video about that phrase. Yep. There's some I- there's some ideas for you. Yeah, they're right there if for you. If you don't know what to make, don't ever say that you don't have any more ideas. The idea is like you could spend your whole life and not even come close <laughs> right. to even talking about everything yes. you could on one topic. But could, anyway, we're going to get to that. Stay yeah. till the end because yes. we're going to share our best golden nugget tip. Of course, save that for last. Yes, yes. So don't fast forward to the end. Listen to these tips because they're good too. But um, another big thing people get caught up on is just, uh, you know, the camera shyness. How do you get over that? Yeah. You know, we all are going to have it. Even people who, you know, people that you know that have a great personality and they're very like, uh, outro, you know, extroverted, right? They're they're people persons. They're they're people that love to to chit chat and mingle and, and and socialize. But those people, when you're in a in a new environment with a camera on you, right? And then you got to come up with that same kind of energy and stuff just talking to a camera. It, 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 it creates this weird feeling. It creates a shyness. It creates a, a, like I was when I started, you know, I've been this type of talkative. I was most talkative in my high school. Like that, that, that was my, like, you know, people get like most athletic, best looking, you know, first one to get married or whatever. I got most talkative because I never shut up. So that worked in my favor. But then when I had that same, um, personality and it was just me on a tripod with a camera I kind of would freeze a little bit or not sure I didn't bring my my natural energy I I, I had forced words I was trying to make everything sound right because I was nervous I was shy I was camera shy and it's a totally normal thing the only way to break through that is to make a lot of videos make a lot of bad videos and that's okay it's fine. It's how you get going. It's how you build momentum. How and put you them start. up. Don't just save them. Yeah, on your don't save them and wait for. Oh, this one's actually good. I'll put this up. Put all your stuff up because your bad stuff has a chance to just still do well. Okay, our first video or our first several videos that really busted through and started getting like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of views by far were not our best videos. They're right. not. Our best videos typically don't get the views that we feel they should get. That's just how it works. That's just how things work in life. Sure, there's a few that you're like, man, that we made an awesome video and it and it did really well. We just said this but, yesterday. We're like the yeah. ones we spend the most time on and the most money on and yeah. the most production everything on, and those are the ones that do okay. Yes. And the ones that are the last video of the day that was an afterthought that you just kind of made real quick. Those yeah. are the ones that wind up like doing yeah. great. So, yeah. yeah. You got to yeah, like you said, keep making them. I'll add one other thing to that too. Sure. It's easy to be focused on the criticism or the haters and um, just thinking about what people are going to think about you or say about you or what you look like or yes. what you sound like. Well, everybody's got these insecurities, first of all, but most people are going to just not do this because they're too nervous and shy of getting criticized or having any haters out there. But if you're not getting haters, you're not getting criticized, then you're not making a difference. You're just not, you're nothing. You're just in one spot. So change your focus. Instead of paying your attention to the negativity or to the people that are criticizing, you can 
delete those comments anyway or have someone do it would be even better so you're not looking at them but instead pay attention to that those people that give you the positive comments interact with them the people you're helping that you're changing their lives that you're making an impact for those are the people to put your attention on yeah. not the people that are criticizing you it's so easy we can get like 25 things that come in how awesome and helpful something was and then there's one guy that calls you a loser and then like that's the guy we focus on and start yeah. arguing yeah. with yeah. like that that's human nature yes. and that's exactly the wrong thing to do yes put your attention on the people that you're helping that are getting value out of this and focus there and ignore the haters. And if you don't have haters, haters is a sign of success yes. that you're making a difference and that people are starting to see your stuff, yeah. which is yeah. good. Yeah. You want those haters, honestly, as long as it's not vulgar and it's something that you're well, that willing to keep. It, uh, it does. It helps interaction. And I'll go one step further with that. What you get is, as you build an audience, your people will come and defend you. You don't even have to say anything back to some of these people or rebuttal a, a negative comment. You get people that are, love you so much that they'll say, what are you talking about? Who are you? Blah, 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 blah. And it's great. And, it, and you'll get multiple of those. So all of a sudden, then that person doesn't get fire back. Because yeah. they're like, wow, geez, I, it's not even the, the, the person who started the channel that, that's coming back at me. It's the people that are following and the regular subscribers that are like coming after me here. So it's kind of neat. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. There's one thing I kind of glazed over at the very beginning. One of the first things we started with was was getting started and and the financial commitment maybe and what you gotta what you gotta have. I told you what I started with, but honestly, most people today have a phone an, an iPhone or you know an Android, and that's just fine to start with. the 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 video quality with these newer phones, I would say, a newer phone is is optimal. The video quality is quite good, and then you can just get a little tabletop tri, uh, tripod for that, and that's what you can begin with. So I didn't really get into that deep enough in the very beginning, but if you're concerned about the expense to get going, you probably, whoever's listening, have a cell phone, and then just use the cell phone that you have or upgrade your cell phone so you know you have a, you know good video quality, and then uh, buy a, a, a cheap little tabletop tripod and that's what you can begin with. And what would so, the next step be? What would be the first mic or something? Yeah, I would say probably beyond that, the other thing to be, and I don't know in terms of expense, but I would make sure that your environment that you're filming in really uh, it brings the best out of you. So whatever, if that's a home gym thing or a room that you like to, to record in, make that room everything it needs to be in terms of acoustics, in terms of maybe uh, something up on the wall, um, the lighting, things like that. Like really make it a, a visual uh, a, a appealing video and an audio quality video. So if you're not, I wouldn't even say like, don't worry about having a mic, a lav mic or anything like that. Just be close enough to that camera and have a, a room that's maybe small enough with stuff that ha that's in it to help dampen the sound. Because when you're in these smaller rooms, 
uh, that have things like bookshelves or some furniture and you know paintings on the wall or something like that. All those things dampen sound because I'm sure people aren't going to go out and buy a bunch of uh, you know foam and and stuff and milk crate types thing you know to to put up uh, to absorb sound on the walls. But if you're in a in a nice smaller space that has decent acoustics, you're not sound like you're in a big echo chamber. That's going to be good for you. Where the background outside noise is is not a distraction, really not an issue. That'll help immensely because audio quality is a huge focus. And then just make sure that lighting is good. Make sure that room either has good overhead lighting or the the light is coming at you so that there's not weird shadows and stuff. People can really see you because people want to be able to connect. They want to be able to look at look at you, look at your eyes, see your facial expressions. You're not too far from the camera. You're in pretty close. Um, and the closer you can be with a, with a good crisp image on you, with that good lighting and good audio, that's going to do you. Uh, box lights really are pretty well. cheap, right? Super so cheap. So on Amazon, you could. It doesn't really matter. Hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks. You can set up a couple of those on the sides yep. just for extra light. Yep. Not a big expense at all. To get going, a couple hundred dollars, you probably will have just about everything you need. I Some mean, elbow grease on learning this yes. video editing software if you're yes. not going to hire someone. Yeah, yeah, that's a time investment there. I mean, for an editor, if you can get an editor. Fifty dollars an hour is probably normal, mm-hmm. and, and you know it's it's going to be a few hundred dollars to make a video, yeah. To have them edit it for you, that's right. So that's right. if you don't, if you're not ready for that yet, you got to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. Most people are using uh, what Adobe Premiere. Yeah, that would be one for sure. But there's probably other ones that are easier and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I've I, I can be honest and say I've never actually had to do the editing process. Um, I've always been so fortunate to whatever video content I made. Sure, I organized it. I knew what all the clips were. I knew how I kind of wanted to piece together, but I would give it to an editor uh, to be made. But if you're just dealing with a single shot, I mean, you're only really looking at maybe, you know, clipping something on on the, on the front on the back end, and then maybe if there's a uh, you know some some extra what we call B-roll footage, which is just extra footage that you that you make that can be inserted into your video content. Maybe while you're talking, they can cut to something else showing some movement or some type of activity or something else, or images that you want inserted, or there's animation that you can plug into, or or text things that 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 help uh, with certain points that you're making. Just in the keeping video. people in engaged in the yeah, video. Yeah, it really helps. Yeah. All right. I mean, there's really no excuse to not get started. It's not going to be super expensive. So for the the gold nugget tip, this is oh, your yeah. best tip. What's, yeah. if everybody could leave and just, this is the only thing they heard. Yeah. What's that gold nugget tip? Yeah. You got to get good at talking about a topic or uh, several topics that are uh, appealing to you or that you want to be the expert in and talk about them over and over and over and over again and and to the point where you feel so redundant and so like man I've I've really talked about this so many times I've already made you know let's say I've made 20 videos on this same topic I've said all there is to say about it you might think that early on I can promise you it's not true. Don't believe it for a second. We have made hundreds of videos about training your butt, and we can still make hundreds more. We've made hundreds of videos about having tight hips and how to help your hips, and we can make hundreds more. I mean, you'll never run stu- out of content. 
The thing that stops people from yes. making more is they think it's the same person watching every yes. video over and Correct. over. But again, like we mentioned, most people are using the search and they might only find one of these. So yes. one of the reasons to do this is because different videos with different titles are going to rank for different searches. So you might have made the best video ever talking about one topic, but it doesn't show up for all these other search terms. That's right. So make that same video with for like 20 different search terms mm -hmm. and redo it. Don't just, you can't use the same file and give it a different name. Right. No. Say, say a few different things. It's going to be a little different. You could add on four women, four men, you know, at the end of the video, four yes. beginners. Yes. Like we'll have the same dumbbell workout. It won't be the same. You modify it a little bit, but it could be for men, for women, for beginners, for advanced, yep. for seniors. Yep. And you can now make five of the same thing yep. based on who it's for. Yeah. And somebody's typing for women, they might not see the for men one. So it's okay that you say a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. It's not the same people watching all these different videos. No, like Mike said before, 90%, 90% of our viewership comes from non-subscribed people. People that aren't necessarily part of our you know, audience. They're not part, they're not our 700,000 subscribers. It's still boggles my mind that that's even true, but that just shows you right there that so much of the people consuming your stuff are people that might like it, but they're just not going to subscribe to it. Maybe they're not subscribers. They just like to, you know, to cherry pick. They want like a video from this person, this person, they might really like you, but they're just not subscribing. Or to they're you. just looking something up. How or to just, how to do something, something up. Right. How to bench press right. 300 pounds, how to run an eight minute mile. That's right. And then once so, they know, they know. It doesn't mean right. they're going to subscribe. Right. So it, let's say Mike just said, you know, like uh, running. Let's let's just take a random topic like running. How about this? Walking, right? And you want to just own all there is, uh, all the video content there is in the world about the topic of walking, how good walking is for you. You'll never run out of video content to make about that topic. You just won't. You, it could be breathing. You could make thousands of videos talking about the breath, how important it is, different ways to do it, uh, deep belly breathing, you know, breathe, uh, how, to, how to not breathe shallow, how to, uh, you know, how to breathe before you go to bed, how to you know, use breathing uh, to, before performance, uh, you know, physical. You know, there's so much that you can make on any particular topic that you cannot be afraid to feel like you're just making the same videos over and over and over again. All you got to do is have different thumbnails, right? And slightly different titles where maybe you delve a little bit deeper into this element of that topic or this part of that topic. And so there's, yes, there's differences. Maybe one video is 10 minutes long about you know about that topic maybe you have a really beefy long one that's 20 or 30 minutes and maybe you have a bunch of smaller ones that are five but all of them kind of building together to uh, to help each other where you're kind of you know working at like outranking yourself for the same topic i'll give you a pro tip too: tag all these together yes and then in, link them in yes. the tags yes. which is like linking Tag all the other videos you made on this topic and do that for every video tagging all your other videos that yes. have to do with this. And then they start showing up under suggested. So there's a pro tip, but we're going to, if it's interested, you know, guys and girls and you listening, 
Kimosabe. Let, let <laughs> <Friend>. us, <laughs> yeah, let us know if this is helpful. Um, if you find this valuable, because we're considering making a couple more of these, yes. how to get to a hundred thousand subs, how to get to a million subs as we're getting close, and we can share definitely some more tactics, strategies, and advanced tips. This was kind of the get it started one, how to get to your first 10,000 subs. So if you found this helpful, go subscribe to the podcast. That will help us. That'll help us in the algorithm reach more people, help more people. This podcast is not even monetized. It's pretty much like a ministry. It's something we do just to give back, um, something we enjoy doing and have fun with. So if you find value in it, please, the thing you can do to, to give back to us is just share it with people and subscribe. Um, let us know too. Usually there's like an excerpt of the podcast on YouTube. Leave a comment there. Let us know if you enjoyed this or any questions you have. We'll be glad to answer it and we can address those in the next podcast as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Chris. Um, appreciate you and sharing all this knowledge. And we can share every single knowledge because most people are not going to take action on it. Right. So if you do these things, you're going to have success because most people just kind of listen in, yeah. take notes, and they just kind of consume information without the action part. Yes. So the action part's the important part. You're listened, you know what to do, you've taken some notes. Now go take action on it. Don't get in your own way, get out of your own way, and get started. Yeah, that's it, that's the truest thing. The best way to end is just get going with it, and just don't stop. And the the more you do, the better you'll get at it. The more excited you'll get. And look at me. I mean, I'm still passionate about making video content. I get I still get excited about an upcoming video that's about to release that I know is you know just such a good video and it's going to help people. And you know, it's it, it can still be you know, exciting years and years later. So you just got to, you know, get through that first, you know, first month or first few months or first year and just keep plugging along. And I promise you, if you do these things, you will absolutely hit 10,000 subscribers. There's no doubt in my mind, but you just got to, you got to get it done. All right. Thank you, sir. And we'll talk to you next time. Will do. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.